My name is Keisha Garrett, and I work for the Northampton County Health Department. I want to take a moment to remind you how important it is to schedule your regular mammogram. Talk to your doctor about your breast cancer risk and when to be screened. Best outcomes are achieved when cancer is caught early. This month, talk to your doctor or health care provider about your risk for breast cancer. For more information, contact the Northampton County Health Department at 534-5841 or contact a health care provider near you. I'm trying to tell y'all, we are about to have a great show today. Well, before we get started, we're going to have to do it like we always do it. It's only right that we let you know who is in the BI for today. So, I'm going to start on my right and we go in that order. Let's go. Okay. All right. It's your girl, Mo JT. And it's your girl, KTZ. And it's your girl, Melissa. And it's your boy, T. And y'all already know who I am, so I'm going to let it just keep going. Today, we're going to have a great episode because we're talking about things that matter more than just one individual. It impacts many households many families, different ways with different outcomes. But in this episode, we have our great friends with us to be able to share their experience while doing a time that was unpredictable, how they were able to endure in unexpected circumstance and situation, but are able to share with you all today how to be aware and how to properly celebrate Breast Cancer Awareness Month. So, KTZ, help us guide into today's show. So, today is our special episode for Breast Cancer Awareness Month. We're at the end of October. We all got our pink on and, you know, looking good. And so, we have two special guests that we're going to interview. One is a breast cancer survivor. And one had a family member, his mother, who passed away um, from breast cancer. And so, these are people that we know from our community um, love and respect these people and we wanted to shed light on their stories to encourage other people in our area um, who may be going through the same thing and might not necessarily know how to deal with it in the right way um, and so I'm excited about this interview I love both of these people in the building with us very dearly we got a lot of history together so let's just get on into it so I want Melissa to introduce herself Tell us your name, where you're from, what you do for a living, you know, your gang gang stuff. <laughs> well, my name is Melissa. Um, I'm originally 
from Landover, Maryland, but I actually moved down here and grew up in Weldon, North Carolina, and graduated from Weldon High School. Charger Pride. <laughs> you know. <laughs> um, currently, I'm a logistics manager for Harbor Freight Tools in Runner Rapids, North Carolina. All right. And TT, what about you? Tell us about yourself. Well, well, <clears throat> let me start off by saying I'm a, I'm officially from Welland. You're saying it right. Um, well, born and raised. Um, I attended Weldon High School, graduated 2004, class 04. Like my boy twin over here. Um, <laughs> what I do for a living. Mm-hmm. Um, y'all really want to know? Yeah, um, we want to know. I'm a store manager from, for Renner Center. Um, I work in Rocky Mount. I've been in the business for 10 years now. Congratulations to myself. Yeah. All the stress and all the great hair, I'm still there. Um, but that's it, man. Just hit a shed, shed light on my side of the story. We're so glad to have y'all. So glad to have yeah. you. So I'm gonna let um, Mo ask the first question. Okay, Miss um, Melissa, when were you diagnosed? I actually was diagnosed um, the first week of January in 2020. Um, but I actually detected my own not in December okay. on my daughter's birthday of 2019. Wow. What came to your mind when you felt the night, like the first time or you actually went to go? Um, just, just we had had a birthday celebration for my, my baby girl um, I was really tired. I took a shower and I laid down and I like felt a little itch and I went to go scratch where the area was. And then I felt there or not um, something that I would have thought that I would have detected way before I did because it was so large. Like I was saying to myself, what is this? Like, did I get bit by something or Okay, because I'm itching right here, but it's not red. So what what is it? So I instantly called my mom and I'm like, Mom, I have something on my breast. And she's like, oh, it's, it's nothing. You know, you probably, you know, bumped it or, you know, you know, you, you're rather large there. So, you know, she's like, anything could happen. You, you know, you just had a birthday party. You know, kids going to be kids, you know, but I, I kind of left it alone. But that morning I woke up, I found myself standing in the mirror and I'm 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 just saying all types of things in my head like I'm only 38. This this can't no. I'm I'm just going to block that out. This is not what this is. Like I'm not going to do this to myself. So I kept on going with my day. But every day that went by, I knew I couldn't go to the doctor because it was the holidays. So I yeah. had to endure all my thoughts until after the holidays. And then I, you know, I was never scared to go to the doctor. Like once the doctor's offices opened back up, I was there. Mm -hmm. I'm like, somebody going to tell me something. Um, And so how long was it between the time you found out you, you had the knot and then you finally saw a doctor? How long was that? um, It was about a week and a couple of days. Okay. Okay. Now, let me ask TT before we go, because this is when did you become aware that this was impacting your family? Um, well, it's, it's totally different for me. Um, 
And it's funny that the, um, the week you was diagnosed was pretty much the same as I lost my mom, but that that, that first week of January, mm-hmm. between January the first January, it, it was actually January the 10th, to be exact. Um, so that that that's crazy. Um, but it it was a long process for me. Um, I remember my senior year in college. Um, I kind of I kind of felt you know you know you get that feeling like hold on something's right with my mama. But you know, twenty, it was so much going on our senior year, and um, I remember my graduation. It, it was real funny because I was on I had an attitude that day, and I was like, uh, hey, mom, you running late? Like it, it was so much. I, it was so much going on, so much stress going on for the graduation. And I'm like, Mom, where you at? You running late? This, that, and the third. And then um, I remember sitting down and um, sitting down, you know, you know, waiting for my name to be called. And I look in the crowd. I see my mom in the crowd. It's funny because I see her in the crowd. I'm like, she right there. Like, dang, like, come on now, Mom. You know how you know how we are as kids. You, mm-hmm. you, you want your, you want to see your mama right there. You see everybody's fans. Like, so you like, yeah. I'm like, thank God she right there. <clears throat> but then um, right after I walk across the stage and you know everybody's greeting their parents. I look around, my mom's not there. You know what I'm saying? So I'm, call, I'm blowing her phone. I'm like, mom, where you at? I mean, we taking pictures, this, that, and the third. Like, where you at? And then I, I want to get in contact with my aunt. She was like, oh, yeah, well, your mom not feeling good. She got to go home. So I'm thinking in my head, I'm like, really, mom? Like, come on, you could have stayed, you know? Because yeah. I'm not thinking. She she never told me what was going right, on. Right, And part of the reason, because, of you know, we in school, I'm in school. She really wants to stress about a lot of stuff. So, um, so um, when I get home, I remember getting home, and I'm like, Mom, like, why you why you leave? Like, she's like, I wasn't feeling good, and I might get emotional throughout this because it's crazy. I never really talk about it like that. Take your time, and, um, man. I remember, um, it's crazy. I said I won't cry, but I remember, um, I was in the house one day. And this was like maybe like three weeks after I graduated. Right. I was in the house, and um, she was like, "Go to the store for me." It was right at Turner store, and I was like, "All right, bet I'm gonna run to the store." But I knew something right because I knew she was about to get her hair done. Right. So I doubled back on her. I came right back in the house. Right. I came in the house. I mean, I saw, you know, she didn't have no hair. Right. So boom, I started asking questions right then. Like, mom, what's going on? Like, like talk to me. Like, what, what's going on? And then that's when she was like, you know, I got cancer. So when I tell you, like, I heard a lot of crazy stuff in my days, bro. But that situation was craziest situation I've in my life. I'm um, looking at her, I'm like, like how long has this been going? Right. Like, you know, um she told me she was like, you know, this this is what it is. Like this this is this is this is what I'm going through. So right then and there, bro, I remember um I remember having a I remember having a job interview with Lowe's. This is when I first got out of school and I was I was like um it was like a supervisor position for Lowe's and I walked in there and I was like I'm not going to work. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not working. Like my mom was going back and forth to, um, to Greenville. So I'm like, there's no way I'm going to work. I, I'd rather be broke. You know what I'm saying? And struggle. And, and not my mom. You know what I'm saying? It's crazy. Right. So, um, so I, I wind up, um, I mean, I'm telling you, bro, like I remember, um, going back and forth to Greenville, bro. Like those long nights in the hospital, man, just sitting up in that joint and, and you, and you, you like, you make promises to yourself that, yeah. you know, I, I used to be in there, bro, some nice twin and be like, she's going to be right before Thanksgiving. Right. You know what I'm saying? And then right. Thanksgiving come, she's still not right. Right. You know what I'm saying? So you be like, all right, bet. It's going to be Christmas time. And, and the funny story, bro, like, I remember, um, I remember being in there, bro, and 
every time the doctor came in there, my heart was dark. Because the look on his face, it, it was never nothing exciting about right. the look mm-hmm. on his face. You get what I'm saying? Right. And, um, and then it was it was, it was was time my woman had surgery. You know, I'm excited because I'm like, this shit about to be over. Excuse me, cuz I don't know if you... No, you are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We, we, this shit finally about to be over with. You know? Right. So now, I got I got excitement in my voice. I'm right. happy again. I'm like, yo, this shit really about, about to have surgery. This shit about to happen. You know what I'm saying? And now... Um, I remember um, we sitting down in the waiting room and they, they rolled her out. She was like, it's all over now. So I'm like, I'm like this, this shit is like, this shit over with. Like everything right. that happened, like before that right. graduation, right. like seeing her hair like that, shit was over with. I'm, I'm, I'm hyped. I'm like, right. on, she's about to be straight. So then um, I, I promise you, bro, like the excitement was probably like short lived because I want to say like 10 minutes later, the doctor came in and he was like, uh, you know, um, we couldn't get all of it out, so she still gonna have to do chemo and then do radiation, right? So I'm like, at the time I'm lost, but I never, to be honest, with you, I never knew about breast cancer. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, you see it and you see it, but you never know the the steps and the process. I'm pretty sure this can really, really break it down to you. But, bro, I was I was in that hospital, bro. Like I was I was in there. Like I'm talking about, like I was in there. Oh, I, I was in there. Yeah. And then um, when the when the doctor said. You know, they didn't get everything. So, in my head, I'm like, okay, I don't know. You, you let me know. Did, we need me. You fine? Go ahead. Well, just give me all like. Because we gonna keep going, but we got some. Like, this, yeah. piggy, this piggyback and all what Melissa about like getting get detected early because right. once you get detected early, I, I promise you, you won't have to go through none of none of what I'm talking right. to y'all right That's now. Right. So it's real important just to just to get off subject real quick. It's real important when it comes to breast cancer from somebody from the outside looking in who experienced it from a, a different point of view mm-hmm. to get detected early because that's right. not only are you affecting your own health, you're affecting the ones that love you. So right. always make sure you, you know, you just, just do that. And you that's are, right. you, and, 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 yeah. and you, and before you go ahead, cause you're going right into it. Yeah. Yeah. You're going right into it because you said right after, you know, you thought, Surgery was going right. yeah, gonna yeah. be everything good to go. Yeah. And then now the doctor saying All right. You know So now we we we're getting to the point where, you know, she she's had she had her breast removed. Mm-hmm. She literally had her breast removed. Mm-hmm. And my mama caught it. She she detected it late. You know what I'm saying? Like after right. talking to my mama, she detected it late. She right. wasn't like Melissa when you do it like a week of, a week or so. That's why Melissa's still here talking to us. Trust me, Melissa would have waited months, a few more months. Melissa wouldn't be talking to us right now. And that's true because the doctor said mine was very aggressive. Wow. Like once my once they detected mine, they uh I grew my tumor grew within a week's time from a one to a two and a half. Mm. So it was it was growing really fast. Yeah, and another important thing, just to piggyback on what she was saying. Well, a, a lot because I, I was learning, I was learning, and I was going. I was like, "Yo, you know, what can I teach like my sisters like to pre- prevent this next time?" Mm-hmm. And one of the main things that stood out to me, even be, even besides getting detected early, is being healthy. Right. Because a lot of the stuff they couldn't do to my mom because she wasn't physically healthy. Um, meaning like you know what I mean, like 
her her vitals. You know what I'm saying? Your, your blood pressure. Your all of that stuff play a big part. A big part of how the doctor can operate on you. What can they do to you? Right. You know what I'm saying? Because if they do one thing, raise your blood pressure. That's a whole nother problem. Right. If they do this, they raise your sugar. That's a whole nother problem. Right. right. So so and, and that was another part of my mama because, you know, one stuff start piling up. So now, like as as she going through the process, um, her sugar raised. You know, we, we call it diabetes. Right. You know what I mean? Right. That that raised. So it is it was a lot of stuff playing to that part, but just to fast forward. To back to the part where they said that they couldn't get all of it out, right? So boom. So we still going through the motion. I'm still I still had hope at this point because she had the surgery. You know what I mean? I'm like, okay, they didn't get all of it out. So it should be easy to do chemo radiation, whatever the case may be, to get the rest of it out. But let, but let's let's go back to me saying how my mom's health was at the time. Because now she gotta go through chemo and she wasn't that healthy to endure that. Like Melissa had came on, you were still going to work, right? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? She was still going to work. Like, she different. Like, this lady's strong right here. You know what I'm saying? It takes somebody strong mentally, not only physically, but mentally. Right. Because, and then another thing, bro, like, one thing that I did, so let's 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 get to the real where real got real, real crazy for me when she got home. Cause after all of this, when she going through the chemo, they don't keep you there, they they send you home. Right. Bro, when I tell you. My mom wasn't mentally prepared for it. Mm. When I tell you she wasn't, she literally wasn't mentally prepared. And that brought her down even more. I literally, bro, and I don't even think I told nobody this, bro. I watched my mom lay in that bed, face the wall for days at a time, bro. Mm. Like, literally face the wall. Like, crazy. Like, it, it was so crazy to him, bro. Like, you sit in that joint, and you sitting on that bed beside your mom, and you looking at her like, and then there's nothing you can do, bro. Mm. Like, no, no matter what you can do, right. I don't know, bro, what you can do. Bro, sometimes I just think, like, damn, what if I can just go on her body and just scrape it out? Like, it sounds easy. You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, what if I can just go on there and just scrape it out? You, you think stupid. Right. You know what I'm saying? Your mind be so crazy. You think, you think unbelievable stuff. So, I used to watch her just face the wall, bro. Just face the wall. Just losing hope. Just losing hope. And I, I'm there, like, Nah, I want to get up. You know what I'm saying? Like, get up. So I, I get up. You know, walk from the front of the house to the back of the house. And I had my siblings with that, too. So I wasn't the only one that was, you know I what I'm saying? Bet. So, and I'm going to let you say it, and then we're going to go to listen. But what, what was the actual treatment plan that they said that your mom should use in order to have a better chance of survival that Man, you knew of? Um, just... Just um detecting it early, bro. Mm-hmm. I think the word is like a mind. What's the what's the word? Like a mammogram. Mammogram. Right. But I mean, like with her, like after you said she came home, like how many times right. a, a week right. was she? Was she, chemo. Um, she she was she was doing chemo. I believe was it like ah uh, man, it was like once a week or okay. Maybe twice a week. What was it, Melissa? It starts off when you first start chemo. It starts off with once a week. Okay. Um, for the first four weeks, you might do it once a week. It depends on your treatment plan and how aggressive your cancer is. Um, and then they'll go from that to um, two weeks. Okay. Every once every two weeks. Yeah. So, but it's all upon your doctor and who you you know what they feel like is is right for you. Like for me. Mine was I had to skip weeks because um, my body reacted different to the chemo. I was actually allergic to some of the medicine from the chemo. Wow. So I had, I. What kind of reactions did you have? Um, How did you know you were allergic? Um, 
when I started gaining a lot of weight, yeah. I started gaining weight. I gained like 67 pounds. Um, my, my legs and things were swollen to the point where it was times where I couldn't walk after mm-hmm. my chemo treatment. So they were saying that the medicine was too strong for my body. Um, cause they say everybody's body reacts to medicine different. Right. Even though they say that this may help you, my tolerance to medicine has always been low. So it was a little too strong, but I, I had to continue to get it. So it prolonged my treatment because I had to stop and then start again and just sit there and pray that it didn't start growing right. in the process of in me taking that waiting. one week, two week break because yeah. my body was breaking down to the medication. And when I tell you, man, she never missed a beat. Like She sure did. This, this is my goddaughter mama, bro. <laughs> like, I witnessed her never miss a beat. Never miss a beat. Like, I literally looked at her sometimes and be like, this motherfucker really got cancer? <laughs> she was that tough. Right. You know what I'm saying? She, she was that a tough, good tough, which is crazy. And that's why she's still here, bro. How long, Titi, how was your how long was your mom um dealing with chemo after she had her surgery and came up? Um, bro, like it, when I tell you it was it was like a down it was like I wanna say, all right, this this is how crazy this is how this is the I'm gonna give you a time frame between the process. I graduated in May. Mm-hmm. She passed January. Mm-hmm. So between May and January yeah. is the gap. That everything like crashed. Yeah. But I, I can tell you this. She she got enough strength to cook for Thanksgiving. Oh. Yeah, she did. She cooked for Thanksgiving. And it was crazy because I came in the house and I was like, man, she cooking. Like everything about to be all right again. Right. And I think like that next day, or oh, I want to say that next day she went to the hospital and she never came out of the hospital after that. Mm. That that that's what happened really after that. Mm. Yep. Mm. Um, so um man, that's like I said, bro, it's it the craziest thing. Like, boy, it really is. It's hard to explain. It really is. It yeah. really is. And you and, and it was times where I I was really you know I was I was ready to give up, but I had to look at who I am and where I, where I come from, mm-hmm. and giving up is not an option for me. So there were times where you know chemo makes your bones weak and your mm-hmm. muscles weak. There were times where I had to be to work at seven o'clock in the morning. I would wake up at three because in order for me to get myself together for work at seven, my bones and my muscles would cramp up. So I had to get up and literally like walk around the house, Move. hold on to stuff. There was right. times where I couldn't even get up, but I still managed to go to work. It was times where I was at work and I got weak and we were doing things like pricing and that's you know, putting tags all over the store. I would get me a chair that rose. I wouldn't, I refuse to go home. I refuse to give up. I refuse to give up my lifestyle. Like, I'm not going to let this defeat me. I would roll around the store and put tags up yeah. on that, the chair. Yeah, and that falls a lot apart in uh, having that mental strength because right. um, it's, from, 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 what I've, from what I've seen from the outside looking in, if I was to put a number on it, it's probably, I say forty percent physical and sixty percent mental. Yes, mm-hmm. I would put if I was to put it like because I can I can I share where I lost for a moment I lost it I lost it because I woke up my aunt my aunt she she she's a uh, uh uh she does hair and she kept telling me she was like Melissa cut your hair 
cut your hair. My hair was down to my shoulders. And she kept saying, Melissa, cut your hair. And I said, no, I'm not cutting my hair. She was like, it's going to get you mentally prepared. Cut your hair. And I'm like, no, I'm not cutting my hair. And maybe a week later, two weeks into um, my chemo, I was asleep and I thought something was on my face. And I kept like, oh my God, it's a bug on my face. And I woke up and I went to the bathroom and I popped the light on. And when I popped the light on, I didn't have no hair on one side, on the side that I was laying on. I just screamed. It was nothing that it was. It was nothing. I mean, I, at this point, it's my reality. Right. Yeah. This cancer is my reality. Yeah. I'm either going to deal with it or I'm just going to fold. Right. Yeah. What do I do? Right. With nobody there to 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 hold you, or right. yeah. and you're going through your own personal life situations, right. and you know, because yeah. life doesn't stop. No, don't. You already dealing no. with the issues you were dealing. I'm before dealing with the real- issues that I'm dealing with, and 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 then you you is here here is this. Yeah. So you got to either stand and say, okay, I'm going to do this. You got to look yourself in the mirror and say, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this for my kids. My kids are in their sleep. They, 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 I'm in the bathroom. They don't even know what I'm, what's, what my mental is. But I have to say, my daughter, she, my baby, she was only eight years old. She, I want to see her graduate. I haven't seen my two oldest ones go across the stage. Right. I want to be here for her Understood. and give her that same experience to right. have mommy right. sitting in the stands yeah. and you looking out there and you see your mommy and right. I know if I give up yeah, it won't happen hey, look, hey, hey, can I ask you a question real quick why I got you and I know you got kids like what was the feeling of when you got it and having to explain it to your kids because why? what made parents like my mom not, not say nothing yeah. you know what I'm saying it, it's, 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 it's more of the emotion yeah and, you know, like you said, your kids are in school. And, you know, especially when you're, as a mother, you feel like you're all your kids got. Yeah. Even though, you know, you have your daddy and, you know, but when they stay home with mama and it's just mama in the house, it's like, okay, I'm thinking to myself, I'm all they got. I don't want them to lose focus on their future because I'm sick. Right. Yeah. right. I don't want them to, mommy, are you okay me because then that's gonna mess up my mental. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I have to because I have to try to stay focused. Right. So I can't be selfish and uh, tell my kids, okay, I'm sick. It took me maybe two or three months before my kids even knew yeah. that I had cancer yeah. because I didn't want to. My daughter, she was a senior, and you know at the time COVID hit. So two weeks into me starting my treatment, COVID hits. I don't have that support system like when, you know, back in 2017 when people were, you know, got diagnosed with cancer, you can bring somebody in and sit in the chair and do your chemo treatments and you can, you know, bring somebody to the doctor. I had to face all my doctor's appointments alone. I had to make all my decisions by myself. So me telling my kids I didn't need that pressure on me of them being scared that they were going to lose their mama. Like, yeah, I, I just yeah. didn't need... And it's it's just... It's like a mama's protection. Right. It's not that yeah. we don't want our kids to know. It's just to protect right. our kids from things that stress we just don't... And trying to, you know, because it'll put even more stress on you with yeah. them stressing. Yes. Because it make a lot of sense. And, and look, and y'all, y'all missed a very important key point that she said when she was talking. 
She said that when she was taking her chemo, COVID hit. If y'all know anything about breast cancer, one thing I learned is it is it attacks your immune system. Your immune yep. system be weak. Like you can walk outside and get pneumonia. Mm-hmm. So the fact that she had to face chemo, breast cancer, and COVID, let's get her around. Right. Right. Let's get her around. The Another thing you said about like the, the love you have for your kids when you talk, when you battling that. Um, just to give y'all a, a, another story, and it's pretty much like the end of the story. Um, I remember my mom, she was laying in the hospital. This was like probably like a week after the doctor told us they can do nothing else for her, right? So um I, I used to go to her every day, I'm like, damn, I'm trying to get a job. I was trying to get a job. That's when I was Back, trying to get back on my feet, you know, mm-hmm. reality was setting in. I was like, I gotta get some money. So um, I remember uh, the day, the day my mom died, bro, was the first day I started working at Running Center. Oh wow! I walked in there that morning, and I was like, I got a job. She was like, uh, she looked at me. She didn't really say nothing. You know what I'm saying? She just looked at me, and I was like, Yo, well, I'm gonna come back once I get off. You know what I'm saying? I'm gonna come and check out once I get off. By lunch break, I remember sending my call on my break. I'll never forget that day, bro. I was sitting on my car on my break. I'm eating, I'm eating chips or whatever because we ain't had no money. I, I, was, I had like some chips and a soda or something. And then um, my manager at the time, she came to the door. She was like, uh, she was like, you can go ahead and go home. I was like, damn, so they ain't be getting no houses. I was like, that's what I'm thinking in my head. <laughs> I was like, man, damn, fuck it. I'm going to just go ahead and uh, I'm going to go ahead and go home. Call, you know, I started calling people. I, as soon as I got on, um, got on my car, I started calling. I start calling my sister. I start calling my brother. I start. I just start calling people, but nobody answering the phone. So I'm like, damn. So I said, okay, all right. I'm not thinking at the time about my, my mom was gone this time. So I was like, I'm gonna go straight to the hospital. When I got to the hospital, it was like that was it. Like mm-hmm. I walked in the room. I seen everybody in there, and like that was it. And this may sound crazy, but I was glad it was over. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because Mm-hmm. When you see somebody that you care about go through that for so long, right? You rather them not even be there, bro. Yeah, that's so. And then you you get you get even you, you get real selfish when you're not here because it, it reversed to the point where you saying I would rather have my mama back sick than not have her at all. Mm. So it's like a double edged sword. You you say you you say you glad to be over, but then you want her back sick. Mm. It's crazy. You, you is that what, yeah. yeah, is that what drives your fight, your involvement in breast cancer now? Um, yeah, it, it do, it, it do, it do, but it, it kind of like put a damper on it because yeah. I actually lost my mama too. Right, you know what I'm saying? So there's no glory in it for me. Right, you know what I'm saying so. But to see people like Melissa survive, it it, it makes you. I, a lot of people actually survive. You know, she, yeah. she's not the only one. Like. Like I said, if you detected earlier, I don't know the percentage. She probably know, but it's probably like about ninety percent, maybe. It's it's up there. The percentage got to be up there. Early detection is definitely the key to being able to survive breast cancer, and black women are more prone to dying of breast cancer because of late detection than white yeah. women. And to believe it or not, when I started my chemo, I thought I was gonna see a lot of older women. You know, believe it or not, there are kids. I mean, I've sat beside yeah. next. To get in my chemo, I sat beside thirteen year olds, fourteen year olds, like this really starting at a young age, and it's crazy because these insurance companies they're not even allowing you to 
get a mammogram and be paid for until Correct. you're 40. That's Correct. right. That's exactly right. But the rate, the doc, my doctor said that the rate that is going, that people under 40 is more prone to, to breast cancer yep. right now. So wow. Yeah, and, and, that, and that comes with like, um, like knowing your, it's a big, it's big important, it's real important to know your family history too. Like know, like know your, know, know what happened with your great grandma, your, your grandma before that, or your granddad. You know because a lot of that stuff is hereditary for real, for real. Like if you, if you really think about it, like um, I want to say um, my mom's mom had it. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So so then it, it comes back down and, and just rest in peace to Boney. Um, her mom, yeah. uh, if I'm not mistaken, I believe her mom, um, probably died from the same thing. I know mm-hmm. it was a form of cancer. You know what I'm saying? And I believe it was breast cancer. So you gotta you gotta know your history. And then once you know your history, you will know how to how to deal with it, how to, you know, go about getting detected early. So that's another thing, just knowing your family history, know and, and to ride off of what you're saying. Yeah. Um, I was told, you know, now they have a database. So once you get detected with any type of cancer, they put you in a database. So when my kids or their kids grow. You know, they do a genetic thing where they can kind of try to figure out where it come from. Right. But ironically, mine came from my hormones. Okay. Hormones caused mine. Wow. So I'm actually now taking medication to control my hormones because I'm right now I take the chance of getting cervical cancer now because wow. I ha- I have to make the decision by the end of the year. Am I going to, you know, get a full hysterectomy or am I going to just continue to take the medication, which makes me sick? Because, like I said, my body doesn't take well to medication. So I have to, you know, that's another decision that I have to make. But I go day by day and, you know, people see me all the time and they be like, well, you know, we be reading your stuff on Facebook and, you know, but you don't look like what you're going through. So what's the problem? But. People just don't know when you go in that house and you close that door. Right. You know, you still have to face that's your reality to yourself. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, that that's not my house. That's not what I'm gonna show you. Right. I'm gonna show everybody because maybe I could be a help to someone else. I don't wanna show the the pain part of it. I wanna show the, glory. the strength, the survivor. The survivor. Yeah. Like I, I don't want you to be afraid to go to the doctor and start your chemo. Speaking of what would you say, both of y'all, what would you say to black community mm-hmm. um, for people who are who have fear of going to the doctor, who don't want to go to the doctor, who sense something is wrong, but still kind of just put it off, drink some water, right. take a nap type thing? What would you say to those people right, right. who don't believe in going to the doctor? <laughs> I would say go. You know, um, one of my biggest realities was... I'm going to suffer if I don't go and I'm going to suffer if I go. But at the end of me suffering, I'm either going to have glory or I'm going to leave this earth. Either way, you're going to suffer. So you have to love yourself enough. And, you know, people walk around here, they get the nails done and they get the hair done and they got the, you know, the little wigs and stuff. And if you love yourself that much, Make that doctor's office a part of your spa day. Thank you. Right. Make it a part of your spa day. Right. 
it's it's just it's just as easy. And it, they have so many things that you could do now. Like you can go to Royal Health and make a payment plan. It's not like you know you, you don't have that the things out here right. to help you. And especially with breast cancer, they really are big on this breast cancer thing. Like they just like that. Mm-hmm. Um, when I went to Greenville, I paid nothing out of pocket the whole time. Mm. Nothing, nothing. I paid no co-pays, no nothing, no nothing. I get on the, she said, whenever you finish your treatment and you know, you can make a payment, then you make a payment, but it will not go against your credit. None of that, because we want you to come back. That's right. We want you to get your follow-up appointments. Yeah. So it's it's scary, but like I said, at the end, you're either gonna survive and you're gonna you, you're gonna celebrate with your family and your loved ones, or you're just gonna yeah. just gonna yeah. go out. Wow, it's I mean, it, and and I'm glad that we were fortunate enough to have you know both of you all here, and I um. KT's had told me, um, Alyssa, that she had already taught you and you had agreed. Um, but it was me and um, TZ were just sitting back, just chopping it up, talking about some other things. And God just put it on my spirit. Like, matter of fact, TT's endured this process and he can talk from a male perspective. Right. Because um, a lot of people, you know, don't think that males are impacted by breast cancer. Yes, we are. You know, and... You are a prime example by telling a story from what happened with your mom, you know. And um, a lot of people need to be aware that we need to support breast cancer awareness month um, wholeheartedly. And and most importantly, like um, KT's asked, like people of color need to be comfortable going to get themselves checked out when something just don't seem right. And it, it was... Uh, it's, it's just miraculous how God worded out because at the same time, Melissa, you was able to talk about your perspective from finding out early and actually following through. And then you sharing that your mom had found out in the later stages. Um, and is is listen to both of you all stories is amazing, you know, Very because powerful. yeah, because because both of you all have endured this process, you know, and two totally different perspectives, but still breast cancer. Yep, and still yeah. connected. Yeah, mm-hmm. and another thing, bro, like, one thing, if those who are out there listening, um, for those who, who, who don't, probably will never go through it, you do not have to have cancer to feel the effects of cancer. And right. what I mean by that, I'm going to say it again, you do not have to have cancer to feel the effects of cancer. I felt the effects of cancer without having cancer because I seen my mama go through it. So get detected early. So you don't have to have those who love you experience cancer with you. Because either way you go, like Melissa said, it's, it's, it's going to hurt either way. So mm-hmm. Get detected early. Um, make it a big deal. Um, support the women. Um, support those who lost somebody um, um, through it. Because like you say, we're still going through it. Um, that's about it, man. Just, just, just support it. Okay. Make it a big deal. And I have one more thing to say. Go ahead, go ahead. And off the record, I want to say thank you to Tion mm-hmm. because Tion was Tion and his wife was a big support to me with my daughter, which is his goddaughter. Mm-hmm. I mean, he, you know, you know, they work or whatever. But if I called and say I didn't have a babysitter and I needed to go to the doctor, he made a way, mm-hmm. regardless to what. Like he, I, I got her. 
I got her. So I want to say thank you guys. Something that I never, you know, really stood in front of you and said, but I want to say thank you. Oh, that's so sweet. I love Boo Boo, man. She got a lot of mouth, though. (laughs) (laughs) A lot of mouth. And this dude, she crazy. come from. She deal with me no more like that no more. She got my wife. That just goes to show how, how lovable my wife is, man. Like she, she comes to the house now. She be like, "Hey, hey, got that TC? Give me a hug or whatever." And she, she is out my way now. Yeah. She's growing up. She a little lady now, so she don't want to deal with me no more. She, she love me from a distance. <laughs> <laughs> All right, um, what else we got, KTZ on? That's it, baby. Okay. We went through it all. That was great. All right. So what that, are we going to talk about a little bit about? No? Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, shoot. With that being said, ladies and gentlemen, we are so delighted that we had our special guest in today's episode. Definitely appreciate it. Yes. I, I was always an honor and a privilege. And y'all got to come back. Oh, yeah. Y'all got to come back. Y'all got to come back. Y'all got to come back. That's right. Y'all got to come back. We more likely might have y'all back for the 50th episode. We're going to celebrate a little bit. We like a start of But we still need to, okay, we still need to end it with go get your mammogram. Get your tie. Say the tie tie. Say the tie tie. Say the tie tie. Get the titties checked. For real. For real. I be pressing my mouth all the time. All right. So, with that being said, ladies and gentlemen, we appreciate y'all tuning in. And just a friendly reminder. This is B-B-Twin. We're going to holler at y'all later. We gone. Peace.